Hey guys, producer Ken here with a very quick message before the show begins. Uh, in 2013, uh, I started working on a podcast with two of my very best friends, Paul and Ben. That show's called Jews and Reviews, and it's on the Atlantic Transmission Network. In fact, it's safe to say it's probably one of the inspirations for creating it in the first place. Well, four years ago, uh, one of the best men I know, Paul Cohen, you may know him as Paul Corey, hosted Jews and Reviews, uh, was unexpectedly admitted to the hospital. Uh, it was from there that he learned that his illness was due to a loss of function in his kidneys. Uh, right now, he's on dialysis three days a week, and the doctors have told him, hey, Paul, you know, try to live a normal life, which is very rough to do, you know, being on dialysis three days a week. Well, it turns out Paul is in need of a kidney transplant. So if you or anyone you know may be interested in learning more about becoming a living donor, please call the Living Donor Team at New York Weill Cornell at 212-746-3922. That's the Living Donor Team at New York Weill Cornell at 212-746-3922. Another way you can help is just spreading the message by sharing these links and giving it the hashtag Team Paul. That's T-E-A-M-P-A-U-L, standard spelling on Paul. We're certainly doing all we can to help a good man get through this, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hi, friends and enemies and frenemies. We're back with the Bitch Seat, the podcast. Uh, it's another Sunday, and we are staving off um, the horrors of the week to come um, by talking about our childhoods. That's right. That's right. I'm here with Phil, uh, as always. Hi, Phil. Hey. What's up? Not much. I'm very excited about our guest. I know. Me too, guys. We're gonna we're we're about to delve into a, a very Beatles centric podcast. Also, so. because it is the anniversary of the Beatles rooftop concert today. As our guest, I'm, as she knows about, she's sitting right here. So uh, uh, it's Angela, but we're going to introduce her in a second. Um, I uh, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is um, objects that are of the utmost importance to us, things that we would want to have with us on a desert island. Um, and uh, of course, I, I come from a family of like not hoarders, but like collecting a lot of stuff. I think you pretty much do too. Families of collectors. Correct. Um, and so I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read this very brief, very old uh, diary entry of mine from my first my first real diary. It's got a picture of point shoes on the front. I called it satin because um, <laughs> point shoes. And uh, and here's a, a brief entry about uh, a horrible day when I lost something very important to me uh, from July 23rd, 1994, which I was like 10, I think, 11. Dear Satin, today a terrible tragedy happened. Although nobody thought so but me, I lost my retainer. Actually, I didn't really lose it. I left it somewhere. Para's Pizza. We went there for lunch, and now my retainer is in some trash can or dumpster somewhere. And they laughed at me when I started crying. See, my retainer had become sort of a part of me. It was like throwing away an old, comfortable pair of shoes when I lost it. And they laughed. You'll get a new one, they said. And this time, you can pick the color. But I don't want a new one. I want my old familiar pink one that says El Mandel on the bottom and fits my mouth perfectly. And they laughed. It was like a best friend had died and they said, oh, you can get a new one. But my new one just won't be the same. 
Love LMM. And by the way, there's a little drawing. There's a little drawing as always. I used to draw this um, this cartoon that was just like two googly eyes with like a sprig of hair coming out the top. And this time he's like crying tears. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was a, like weirdly obsessed with my retainer because my older cousin Rachel had one. And I thought it was so cool um, because she could like take her mouth out and put it back in. Yeah, I, I always wanted a retainer, but my teeth were too okay for me to get anything. Did you never have any kind of tooth care? Nope. I mean, I, I had cat, I had a, had fillings and stuff, but uh, there, I, I, not really. You never went to an orthodontist? I went to an orthodontist. They were basically like, yeah, your wisdom teeth are pushing your front teeth together. Do you want braces? And I'm like, no, I don't want braces. I'm like, all right. Were you ever, did you feel left out? Did you want a retainer? I wanted. I don't know. I I, I liked. <laughs> I liked all the busyness of every, everyone else. Everybody else had glasses. This is me being my. Oh yeah, you still don't have glasses. I, I had glasses for a time because I would fake complain that I couldn't read see things very well, and I got a pair of glasses. Yeah, everybody wants accessories. That's yeah. The thing, that's what it was know? about. Like, got to tell you, it wasn't worth it. Like, I ended up having headgear. Um, oh no. Yeah, because I had braces. Well, I. Listen, I had braces for like three years, and when I finally took them off, my teeth moved back to where they were immediately. Like, immediately. So, but you know what? Uh-huh. Then, I, then I ran into this bodega owner pretty recently who said that he liked my smile because I have a great gap between my teeth, and he said that in the country where he comes from, it's lucky. Yeah. So. The gap's great. I love the gap. They and, have a good and, so, and, unique and selection too. of... Uh, the limited yeah, two. Limited two and... Uh, Express. Express, of course. And Delia's. <laughs> I never shopped at Delia's, but if I was a woman, I'd, I'd have shopped at Delia's if I were 13 in 1998. Was there, um, uh, was there ever a particular, did a particular object that you had come to mind when I was talking about the like deathly fatal loss uh, of this thing? I mean, you had a lot of things. That I had loved, a lot of things, but, but I also, I, I lost some things. A lot that I forget. One time I lost, I had these little container with my Star Wars action figures where it was like, you had this little box that would close and you could put like three in a slot and then you could hook it to your belt. It looked like a supply <laughs> pouch like the, a character would have on their belt. And we were in Disney World and I lost my Anakin Skywalker action figure. Uh, and he was very rare, by the way, because, you know, he was a sendaway figure. And I, I lost him in an arcade and some a kid took it. Someone took it, and I was like, it was the end of the world. I was maybe four or five. Ugh, yeah. And it was it was awful. But then, fortunately, when I was becoming five, all of the boys in the area were becoming 12 and had no use for them. So they just stupidly gave me all their action figures. <laughs> I'm sitting on so much money. Uh, just a pile of gold. Yeah, right they're probably kicking themselves to no. this day that they just... they. Just couldn't hold on. Just couldn't hold on to their vintage Star Wars. <laughs> so it sounds, it sounds like the lesson that you had in, uh, in materialism was let's have more of it. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, dealing, with this to the, I'm dealing with that to this day. Yes. Um, in fact, it, it's mind-boggling how much, cl- like I'm successfully at least 75% moved in with you. I would say 75, 50%, but I would say like 30% moved in. <laughs> I don't really, you know, I live with my folks. We're not really moved in. Um, 
<laughs> I have a lot of clothes there. Okay, all right. But when okay. I go home, I have a lot. Of, I, I realize how much clothes I still have, and I'm like, I just have too much shit. Too much. I know. I wake up every day and I see the pile of shit. It makes and you I, feel so heavy. I know. I know. Listen, this is not. Sorry. That's not what the show is about. The show no. is about is the show is about releasing old shit from our past so that we feel lighter. So, in the service of that, uh, I want to introduce our guest. Um, she is a comic in New York, and she is now starting to really pop, pop, pop on all these lists of comics to watch in New York, which. I already knew because she's really fucking talented and funny and ballsy. Uh, and um, we're going to welcome to the show Angela Cobb. This track is for you, Angela. Thank you. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good, good. This is good. This is the rooftop. Uh, yeah. 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 This is good. Get back. So now what? what is this the anniversary of right so now? So the rooftop, I actually thought it was yesterday. Is today? I'm not sure if it's today or yesterday. I because, saw it online. Yeah, I, I my, think it might have. What's today? The 31st? Yes. It, it, yeah. Okay. It might have been yesterday. I'm not sure. But um, uh, the rooftop concert was the last concert they ever did together. Right. And in the, when they were making the Let It Be album, which has basically, I feel like the Let It Be thing is like the first reality TV show. Like I'm sure you've basically, seen. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So basically they made this movie as they were making the album. And this is when they're all breaking up and they all can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And <laughs> and like it, basically that's that famous scene where like George finally stands up to himself and says to Paul, I'll play whatever you want me to play or I won't play at all. Whatever you want me to do. <laughs> you know, Lennon, he's busy with Yoko. Ringo's just at the drum set. Like I really empathize with him because that's how I was like in band yeah. in high school. It'd be like, they're doing shit. We're just like, hello, can we leave? We're bored back here. <laughs> you know? yeah. Wait, wait, what did you play in band in high Drums. school? Drums. Drums. Oh, no. Nice, me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. sweet, cool. Um, so yeah, so I'm Angela Cobb. Hi, hi. <laughs> but <laughs> thank I, you. That was good. I like the intro. It was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Angela, um, uh, do you want to do you want to set up a little bit uh, the story or, or tell the story that yeah. you're gonna share these sure. artifacts? From? First, I definitely relate to the retainer thing. Can I just piggyback oh, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. real yeah, quick? Yeah, of um, course. In, I relate to both of you actually because I had a retainer, but I did always want glasses as well. Probably because <laughs> I was a big London fan as a kid. I always saw glasses. Too. Yeah, I always saw glasses are really cool. But then once I got all the the teeth gear, I'm like, nah, I don't need. Like, you can't have both. It's you know? just a lot or, of gear well, on your yeah, face. Yeah, it's a lot too much for me. I think I wouldn't be able to do it. But I remember um, one time in third grade. Uh, I had a, a retainer and I accidentally threw it out in the garbage in the cafeteria and I remember like freaking out and it was fine but um, they basically like I was just freaking out because I was so embarrassed I think I like started crying I like went to the lunch aid yeah. like I, th- I, I threw out my retainer and, and I remember this is so stupid that I remember this but she starts getting paper towels and goes oh I thought you said you threw up on the table I'm like no <laughs> I, I threw out my retainer this is the worst you know so I'm like crying freaking out like and then they they just have the um, custodian. I think his name was like Sal or something. This is when I still lived on of Long course. Island. Yeah. yeah, and that Center Avenue Elementary School. Um, and they they just like you know they they took the trash bag out whatever that was there. And I was brave enough to just get it. They're like as long as you get, it. I'm like yeah I'll get it. It's mine. I don't care. Oh you it. you went into the yeah, garbage. Yeah I just to get got it. it. Washed you know whatever. Yeah. Did you did you did they dump the garbage out for you to find it or did you dig I inside? I forget what they did. Maybe because I I probably realized once I threw it out like fairly quickly. I think like I probably like. Throughout my lunch, like, you know, the tray or whatever, then went back to the table and then probably was like, shit, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I threw it. So I kind of nipped it in the bud fairly quickly. Oh, good, good, so good. I don't think it was like really in, I don't have to dig very far. But, uh, and then I had all sorts of, you know, I do jokes about this, like my teeth. I've had all sorts of work on my teeth. Like I had a retainer as a kid that I had, um, 
I had braces. I had like a like a hinge thing that was yes, yeah. for your jaw. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I have. I feel like I have a very like strong uh, uh, <laughs> bite now because it's like I had resistance training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then I had braces. But yeah, I mean, but I it was you know it was fine. In the picture, I'm gonna definitely send you a picture where because yeah. my smile gets like you said compliments and I get compliments on my smile too. I think the picture I'm gonna send you to use for this is when I have really bad teeth <laughs> as a little good, kid. Yeah, good. they're great. I think it's when I lost the retainer too. So yeah. Um, so that's the retainer thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely, like I think it's, I think it's this, this country very specifically is like extremely anal and paranoid about orthodontics. Orthodontics. Well, we don't yeah. like Britain's not right. Or, no way. They, no, they, they have like bad teeth. They briefly. don't get, they just don't bother getting it fixed. And I'm Which like, is, yeah. I don't even think their teeth are that like, you'll see like, they'll like joke about it. Like British people having bad teeth or whatever. It's like, eh. they're crooked, but I think yeah. it's character. Yeah, I like it. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing, you know. Yeah. No, we just waste thousands more dollars than we need to on healthcare <laughs> in this country. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, how old were you uh, when, when you were uh, with the story that you're about to The story share? that I'm going to tell? Uh, seven, I think. Yeah. Okay. I was seven because it was second grade. Yeah, so I was seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. All um, right. So set it up. Yeah, I'll set it up. So basically, um, as, as you heard from the beginning, I'm a huge <laughs> Beatle fan and have been probably since I was two because mm-hmm. of my parents. They're huge mm-hmm. Beatle fans and they kind of raised me on that. Um, specifically John Lennon. Um, so when I was uh, when I was a little kid, I remember we had this very random and obscure John Lennon CD. I think it was like a German like bootleg. I don't know how the <laughs> hell. I don't know. My dad probably got it from somewhere. I don't know where he got it. It was literally called Johnny L. The L was in quotes, and it was just like a bunch of like outtakes. You know, a CD of a bunch of outtakes from different periods. I think it like started with. Um, like starting over and like the really like close to you know his last album stuff but then it also had like other stuff like jealous guy or like other earlier stuff that he did in his solo career too um so anyway so i listened to this a lot as a kid because this was the only um we had basically i guess my parents had gotten around to updating all the beatles stuff on cd but in terms of lennon really all we had was that cd and then we had a bunch of um records like vinyl and stuff mm-hmm. so that became like you know the, the only cd you the only to. one that we listened to of, of lennon and it was all like outtakes and stuff um so i listened to it a lot as a kid and i was like really you know obsessed with it and everything and listened to it a lot as a kid um and then uh in second grade um we had i feel like in second grade there were a couple of instances where we had to bring in objects that either meant something to us or like i think we had one where it was like we had an object and we had to like describe the object and that like i think because it was about we were learning about uh Wait, now I'm going to say adjectives. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding! No, we're learning about adjectives. And, uh, and so I remember, like, I think I actually brought that CD in for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, so to set it up, like, I was obsessed with, with the Beatles, John Lennon, and those became, like, possessions that I that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then second grade, uh, we read a book by Tommy DePaola, who, he's cool. He's the one who did, like, Streganona mm-hmm. and, like, uh, the art lesson. I, don't, I mean, he was, I guess in the 90s, he was, like, a big thing like writer and illustrator for children's books yeah 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 um, so uh so we read a uh, book what was it i think it was what was it i, I gave you the the picture something like the the tale the legend of the blue bonnet or something like mm-hmm. that it was like a native american like folklore thing that he it looked like one of the american girl doll books yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and he uh and he wrote it and illustrated it so we read that in second grade um and basically the the sort of backstory is that she has this doll that's like very precious to her the main character who i recently realized when i looked up the book is um she who is alone is her name which i thought that's perfect because that's gonna be me in this story that i'm about to tell um, and so so anyway so uh 
so we read it and I don't really remember the huge gist of it basically it was just she had this doll and to save like her village or her family from I think like there was like a god who was like asking stuff of them sacrifices yeah, yeah. it had to be like a precious possession and uh, she basically gives up her most precious possession which is her, her doll um, and then I think either they it, it, it's, it rains or they're saved I think maybe they're going through like a drought or something like that basically telling children who are reading this the lesson that uh magical thinking does work and if you give up your most important thing then right. what you want to happen right. will happen right. yeah so so then so we had to uh we had to bring in um a uh after we read the book i guess it was like either the next day or something like that we had to bring in something that we thought was um you know like valuable to us or that we really enjoyed they didn't preface what we'd have to do with the with the object right. they just kind of although i guess looking back i should have put two and two together like, hey. <laughs> um, but uh <laughs> you're in second grade yeah, yeah yeah so uh so anyway so i brought in i didn't bring it i had brought in that cd earlier in the year for something but i brought in this time i brought in like this vhs of like the john lennon imagine um mm-hmm. album. it was like it was like music videos, basically, of the of the Imagine songs. Really fascinating. I mean, I mean, I used to actually used to be one of the things that my little sister, when she was a baby and would be crying and stuff, would like calm her down. Like oh, it was so random nice. because like she'd be flipping out and we I'd try to put on like we'd put on like Barney or things like yeah, and then that I don't know maybe because of music, maybe it was just kind of soothing. I don't know. Well, but it, but I feel like the Beatles were were to your family what like Sinatra was to Phil because Phil was listening to Sinatra in also utero. The Beatles. Also the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just recently started getting into Sinatra, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so I brought in this, this VHS thing of um, John Lennon. So then what happens is we're all, uh, you know, we all, uh, I guess, I don't know if we share what we brought in or whatever. Um, so then we all go over to, like, uh, like every elementary school classroom has, like, what are they, like the reading rug or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Have. The little corner with yeah, the yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. Um, with the books and everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, my teacher at the time, her name was uh, Miss Miranda. Um, and uh, I actually didn't send her the Facebook message, but I'm friends with Miss Miranda on Facebook, and I think I'm going to Facebook message her after this uh, podcast. Um, nice. She, uh, uh, so anyway, she was the, the teacher. Um, she was like a young, like fairly new teacher, very cool. Um, and uh, and so we go over to like the reading rotor, and she has on the uh, the easel, mm-hmm. like a, uh, how they have to have like the, um, what they have, like the big loose leaf paper, you oh, know? Oh, the, the giant flip book? Yeah, the or, giant uh, flip book on the, on, the, uh, on the easel. Yeah, for brainstorming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for this, to uh, guilt everyone into, into um, how much they love their family. <laughs> no, so anyway, so she goes, she, there, she starts making like a sort of, uh, I guess like a bar graph or whatever. And it, and the bottom of it, it says uh, yes, no, maybe, or yes, maybe, uh-huh. no, something like that. Um, so she asks, she goes, so, she goes, like in the book that we read, she's like, who would be willing to sacrifice their uh, precious possession if it meant, like, saving their family? Oh, God. That's, <laughs> not, that's not, you're like, what, seven? Yeah. Eight? Yeah, those are very high stakes. Right. So, so basically, um, and the thing is, because it was visual, like, I still vividly remember, like, the visual, I wish I, like... You know, nowadays kids would I would they would have had like would have taken like selfies with it like look yeah. Angela's bad, <laughs> um, but but uh, so anyway so I vividly remember like a bunch of people said yes a bunch of people said maybe and I was the only one who said no that you would <laughs> yeah because in the middle so it was just no like a little block me and my whole thing was hello like 
and in a way it shows a certain cynicism maybe mm-hmm. or a certain mature thinking or maybe just that I really didn't understand hypothetical situations it could show any of those three things um, <laughs> they're all trying to convince me and I'm saying to my teacher I'm like but in what world is a John Lennon VHS tape gonna save anybody's family it's so not you weren't, <laughs> is Mark David Chapman the god that we're sacrificing <laughs> to I mean it's not you know so you were but you weren't yes. just, I didn't say that at yeah, the time yeah, of but, course, but, but you were you thinking were, it yeah. <laughs> you weren't you weren't saying no to whether you would save your family by giving you were saying no to the exercise altogether yeah. you were zooming out and you were like, like this is bullshit it is I was like so I just remember sitting there and I said no and they're kind of trying to I think explain and she's like yeah but like you know um, what if it would and well actually I don't know I think the teacher kind of was probably like well this is what she said like it's no big deal but I think like the kids were probably trying to be like hey but like she has to think like us or yeah. like you know trying to explain maybe to me like what I wasn't understanding which was right. basically that it's a hypothetical situation but I'm still like I'm sorry I don't think in any situation you know I was like this isn't like that valuable for these circumstances right. like I could see in the book it's like it's a tribe and she has a doll and it's symbolic and it's all this well in the book it kind of it it, it it drives home the point of like cause and effect, yeah. right? And what you're saying is all of that is nonsense. Yeah. I, but like, but <laughs> I think it's so funny that you would be ballsy enough to say no in that situation because yeah. I would be like, everybody's going to judge I me. I remember I, I felt like weird. I remember, or, or a little like pissed, I think too. Like I, I remember just like sitting there and being like, but you guys don't understand. Like <laughs> this is stupid. Like, hello. Like, you know, um, in, this is look I'm like this is a John Lennon VHS tape like that my uncle Rob gave me that's old it's not even like what is this gonna you know in what world is this gonna be the thing that saves you know I was like this right. whole thing is just but you are you're just like you were a skept- too much of a skeptic yeah, I was to participate like, in that I said no and, I, and it was just so funny because I remember feeling bad because I felt like you said it wasn't really an, an, um, an accurate representation I felt of like whether I would save my family or not it was more like I said <laughs> no because this whole exercise like you said is dumb man <laughs> And we had like the bar graph and it was like, yes. And then it was like a little, just one block. No. And it was me. And then there were a little maybe. And I just remember sitting there. And a part of me was like, I think, I don't know. I remember being like frustrated or annoyed at like the whole thing. But I think I was also probably like, hey, I was the only one who said no. All right. Like, you know. So, yeah. All right. That's so, did you feel kind of proud that you were? A little bit, I think. I, I remember just more. I think I felt frustrated that like not everyone else or not more people were on board with the fact that like this kind of isn't relevant to some of our possessions. You know what I mean? Like some people had possessions. I feel like maybe it would be more relevant to like, maybe it was like some sort of heirloom or something, or maybe like this, like, Oh, like my grandfather gave this to me or, you know, something that had a little more emotional. Yeah. But regardless, at the end of the day, if you're choosing the object that reminds you of your family or your actual family, I hope that you're going to choose the family. Right, Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I get, I guess I, I just, just love that you were just like reasoning your way out of. I how... just didn't get it. I think I was really. No, you got it too much. <laughs> yeah, your your comedian brain was evolving yes. at that time. Yes, it was actually. I and I think I even when I went home, I told my mom. My mom was like, my mom was kind of like, yeah, that's dumb. Like you know, like what you know, this isn't. We know that you would save us if you had to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not a big deal. So okay, so to put it into context, like I've I've seen like pictures and videos of you and your sister together, and I kind of see how your how your peas in a pod, how you come from the same spot. Yeah, Would yeah, you yeah. say that your whole family is very of a similar mentality? Are you close? Are you all oh close? yeah, we're all really close. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, in terms of the mentality, I, I'm trying to think like my mom. I'm trying to think like my dad as a kid. I could see doing that. I could see being like nah. 
you know what I mean? Or like kind of looking at it as like bullshit. My mom, I think, could go either way. She might, because she's such a like sweet person, might be just like, oh, of course, I'll save my family, you know, and, and not even really think about it. Um, or she might have been like, she may have thought the same thing as yeah, me. I'm not really 100% sure. But were there other exercises that you remember where you just flat out refused to participate because you thought they were stupid? <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean, I participated. I just said no. Um, I'm trying to think. Ugh. I, I mean, like, was it was it a recurring theme that you there was were a kind of a, a rebellious student? There was a recurring theme of me being pissed off when, like, uh, I knew something wasn't correct. Or, like, like I remember, um, this is even earlier, I think it was, like, first grade or kindergarten, I remember. Because um, I was always known as, like, the Beatle kid, right. you know, whatever. But then you had different experts and different things, you know. So, like, I think it was, like first grade I think his name was William Hempstead I think he was regarded as like the Barney expert okay and I remember like he liked Barney he knew about Barney which is fine but we all but I felt like saying yeah but we all know about Barney it's just I'm not wearing it around because the Beatles are cooler so right, you know right, right. but we all kind of I guess you know like Barney at the time but uh but my attention to detail in this weird you know like you almost you said maybe comedian brain way so I remember I think it was like it was kindergarten yeah we, um, in like some sort of uh, assembly, like performancing, we sang the alphabet. Yeah. And we all had, we all had like a letter and I was E, I remember. Um, we all had a letter. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, after we sang the alphabet song, our music teacher, Mrs. Brown was like, um, and why don't we sing the I love you song? So we we're like, okay. So she was like, oh, well, like, do, do you guys know like how it goes? Like, cause she's like, I don't really know hundred percent. I know a little of it. So basically she can, she, uh, what do you call it? checked with the uh, Barney expert. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. And I'm like, that's not how it goes. Oh. So I just remember being so pissed off because, like, it's so, this still to this day, I'm like, that was not the right way. <laughs> because basically we sang the first... Um, we sang the first verse. Yeah. And basically then just repeated it. And I'm like, but there's a second verse. And it's not like Henry VIII, same as the first. It's right, not right, how it right. goes. You know, um, so I just remember being, like, really annoyed about that. Or, like... Uh, so there was always there was always a certain frustration, and maybe this is like shows my ego when I felt like I noticed. So why do I have to not, you know, like? No, I don't think it's an ego thing. I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of the plight of kids who are just observant, yeah, like yeah, yeah, precocious yeah. children. Because yeah. there were definitely times when I saw like a teacher make a a mistake, whether it was grammatical or whatever it was, <laughs> and I and I was just like boiling because <laughs> I just couldn't tolerate it. I yeah. was like, I could teach this class better, you know. <laughs> for me, it was usually for stuff like uh, for stuff like that, like TV shows, songs, music, because that's still what I feel like I have this weird, almost um, memory, really like like very almost uh, uh, very accurate memory about like I could watch a movie that I haven't seen in like years from my childhood, but I could probably like I'll, if a scene is coming up, I'll be like, well, I know exactly what he says. I know exactly, you know, mm-hmm. I just have this weird. My sister has a little bit of that too. Where I mean, you, yeah, Phil is like that too. I mean, a, yeah. a TV fell on Phil's head when he was three, and so we say that by osmosis, he kind of absorbed TV uh, tropes. Some powers, just That's some amazing. Like, <laughs> oh my god, extra extra television. Um, a TV falling really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a small TV. It was okay. a small, I mean, I survived. That's intense, so. man. It was yeah. pretty intense. But, but now, like he, to this day, he 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 can put any situation in life in the context of, uh, like TV writing yeah. or yeah. But I mean, in that time in school, I was very quiet. I did not want 
to prove, tell people that they were wrong because right. they often were and I didn't yeah. want to be the guy who right. was like, Well, there Ooh. were certain scenarios where I would do it and certain ones where, like this, this, this Lenin scenario with the saying no was, I guess, a particularly like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a dick, and everybody knows now. No, but um, but other scenarios, like I don't think, like in the Barney thing, I think I uh, probably maybe mumbled to the guy next to me, like, "What the hell? This isn't the right." And nobody really was like supporting me. I think, I think I was almost trying to be like, "Guys, hello, this is wrong. Are you with me?" And they're all like, "Nah, who cares?" You know I mean? Yeah, you're rallying for the so, cause, and so whatever. And it was Barney. I mean, who cares? But I do remember being frustrated with that, or even like, um, I mean, I remember certain things I remember and usually it was refer- it was either about like the Beatles or something else that like I was my, I had a good knowledge of or like my family had kind of raised me on I mean I remember there was um, one time in kindergarten too somebody a uh, bunch of people something they presented something and they kept saying drowned instead of oh, drowned no, I wanted no, to no, like no, I was no. in kindergarten I wanted to be like no like what the, you know what I mean and, and yeah you sound uneducated yeah, what's going like, on like I don't you know so yeah, that frustrated me. That was another one that, that got me really pissed off. I remember um, uh, there was like in high school, I think on a, uh, on a I know I'm just ranting. I'm no, sorry. you have you have I'm a lot like, of them. That's right. I know, like I think this was in high school on like a biology uh, exam. There was they used uh, John Lennon and Julian Lennon as examples of like you know they look very similar. You know like genetics. Uh-huh. You know. And because most people are stupid, they're not stupid, but they just associate Lennon with Yoko. They don't know he had another wife. And right, that, right, know. right. So these kids are like, this, but he doesn't really look anything like Yoko, this kid. And I'm like, oh. and I'm kind of like, do I say anything? Do I not say anything? Do I want to get into this with them? Then I'm even going to understand. See, that's a, it's a, such a sad uh, <laughs> predicament that you're in because like you finally get the opportunity, like there's finally talking about the Beatles in the curriculum of whatever yeah, the class yeah, is and you yeah. can't even enjoy it right, because right. it's like... With right. great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But then there were some, there were some instances where, where I, I couldn't, you know, I, I think there were more instances where I was kind of like, yeah, this is, this is cool than, than being pissed off all the time. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not having a picture in my mind of you just being like seething in the corner like for the entire first 18 <laughs> years of your life. kid just sitting there. No, I, I wasn't particularly, uh, I definitely was more outgoing, I think, too like probably this is why in second grade I said no very yeah. you know I was definitely more outgoing I think as a younger child and I think like as I uh, went through maybe like my teens and sort of middle school I became a little more quiet a little more shy about certain things mm-hmm. um but as a as a younger kid I was very much like vocal yeah and you I'm, were the older the older yeah, sibling yeah I'm the older yeah, yeah yeah and I really was very uh I mean, even when I, like, I asked the guy to marry me when I was five, like a, another five, me too. another five year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said no. Um, and uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, like, but I didn't even give a shit. Like I was like, all right, whatever, dude. Like you know, moving like, on to the yeah. next. On like the next. I was so, I had a lot of. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty uh, like fuck you when I was a little kid. Yeah, we all we well, we all come out like super super confident. Yeah, and then uh, the system beats us into submission. I think that's what it was. We I get think knocked middle off. school. Yeah. I think what too what I started to realize because all the things that like my parents were raising me on, or all the things, and they weren't like telling me you should like this. I was just naturally as a kid, like they never forced me into any direction of even forgetting even like music, movies, anything like that. Just even interests of things they mm-hmm. weren't like well go take piano lessons or go be about you know what i mean like they, they let were, you find your yeah, own thing they were very much like well if she's interested in this it just so happens hey we kind of like this too like so this is cool we can all just like enjoy this together yeah. but i think what i started to realize probably around maybe like 
fourth or fifth grade was like oh shit like i'm kind of weird like you know what i mean like yeah like i used to be so outgoing about like i had to be like and i'm like oh no one else really likes this shit oh i know well, it's like okay. fourth or fifth grade when you yeah. start to become sort of self-aware yeah. and i remember and like i realized oh shit like i seem very freakish to these people who have no idea what i'm talking about at all <laughs> i know I, I used to have yeah. to like hum beatles songs to myself and not sing them out loud or anything because i was afraid somebody would be like what are you doing what is that what are you fag <laughs> well i know I, I grew up listening to so many like my dad had this like 1970 white Volvo with like really nice. unsafe bucket seats in the back <laughs> and we would listen to oldies like mostly like doo-wop yeah, yeah. all the time and so I just grew up listening to oldies and like the classic rock station and everything and I realized at about fourth grade I was like I have no idea what's on the radio I have right. no idea no, what too. my peers are listening me to too. right now the funny thing was too though maybe this is like part of and not it in, but it endeared me to the teachers which was cool not in like a teacher's pet kind of way because I definitely I never felt like I was um I felt like teachers liked me for the same reason that they almost people still like me. Like they kind of saw like like she's she seems a little unique or interesting or yeah, funny yeah. or like there's something about her that that's memorable. You know right. what I mean? Like I like I said like I'm friends with the one teacher on Facebook. Mm-hmm. My kindergarten teacher last year hit me up, sent me a Facebook <laughs> message, so she remembers me, which was really sweet. That's you know? great. Yeah. So there was a certain I guess I stood out because you know I'm like hey this is five year old who's like hey the Beatles hey hey other things and then as I got older it became like I remember in this grade in second grade mm-hmm. I remember talking to my teacher about uh like because uh, i remember i was always really bad at math so they they had like an after school program mm-hmm. like that she it was really cool the teacher would like stay after she'd work with some of us and i remember one time talking to her about uh, i'm like yeah young frankenstein you know and like igor and stuff <laughs> she's like yeah walk this way i'm like yeah and all the kids are like yeah you know but for whatever reason that seemed a little bit like well this actually seems kind of cool like they were sort of like well this maybe will will you know yeah have interest because you know because Mel Brooks and Marty Feldman, they transcend, you know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> They're every, timeless, everybody's going to laugh at a hump, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that movie as a kid, too, when I was like seven. Were you, because you had these interests that were sort of like older than yeah, your yeah, age, yeah. did you, did you have like camaraderie with a lot of your teachers because they they like recognized in you yeah, some I mean, similarities? They definitely, for the most part, I feel like they, uh. Yeah, they, they thought it was really cool that, like, uh, you know, Angela likes all this stuff and, like, um, Angela will get these references. or right. You know, so so it'd be like, yeah, they might say certain things and be like, oh, you know, Angela, Angela get gets this. Angela will get that one. Or, <laughs> you know, or, um, uh, you know, and then, but then even in high school, too, then I'd have teachers who would become, like, then as you grow up, it became kind of like you get into it with the kind of love-hate relationships with teachers who, like, I had a health teacher who, like, loved Elvis Oh. And it was like, not that I hate, you know, but we would go back and forth about it, eh, be, you know, and it was like, we'd go back and yeah. forth about like the Beatles versus Elvis, which was funny though, you know? So it was the fact that I had such a knowledge about some of these things really, um, it definitely enabled me to like go back and forth with teachers, particularly in high school when they kind of are a little more lenient, certain teachers, you know, you kind of, you know, they kind of, some teachers, they, yeah, but rec- that, that buys you points. Let's not, let's not joke around here. Yeah. I mean, that definitely buys yeah. you some points. I used, I used to get extra credit. Simply by listing facts about the 80s. Oh, really? On, sir, on one think. guy's history class. like I do remember one time being very pissed off about, uh, this is Beatle related too, this, uh, <laughs> this kid, we had to do a little project in like our library class about like famous people. And, uh, and I remember, I think I like wasn't there the day that we got assigned or we got to pick or whatever. And it had to be something that there was a book in the little library about. Um, and uh, I remember there was one book about the Beatles and I remember seeing it being like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and, uh, and some kid, uh, he got to do the Beatles. And then I remember like coming to the library class and I had to pick mine. And I was like, well, can I do the Beatles too? They're like, no. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I ended up doing Albert Einstein, which is fine. He's cool. But like, you know. But you're like, somebody took my stuff. Yeah. I was very. And then again, because something they went around and asked us like, what have you learned so far about your per- your thing? Yeah. You know, like your. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we had to like say certain things. And he's like, well, their names are. And he's like not even saying. And I'm like. And I'm like ready to like flip out. I'm like, George Harrison, oh, your name is Harrison. Can you not remember that? You know, Do you know what his grade was? Do you know I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I think, I mean, and the thing is, he was actually a very nice kid, which I think is yeah, also why I felt bad. Yeah, but that's the point. The point is, like, you're, you've put in so many extracurricular yeah. hours and so much passion into this <laughs> thing. Yeah, I bet but he's a sweetheart, but he's he is. No, not but knowledgeable. I think he pro- but the funny thing is, then, as we got older, I feel like people, I mean, people literally joke with me, and I've tried to do it on stage because it's just, it's one of those things that it's like a funny idea, but I haven't quite executed it yet, whereas... Um, people would say to me as I got older, like, oh, like, you liked the Beatles before they were popular. I'm like, yeah, among us. Like, I'm not, wasn't born in 1940. You know right, I mean? right, it's right. It's just so funny to me. They have their hat, they have, they keep having more waves. And to more hear waves. that, but yeah. it was so funny to hear that because I'm like, you do realize, like, we were in kindergarten in like the 1990s, so like, they were popular among certain people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, but because as you got into like middle school and high school, um, people started to realize, oh, like, this actually, this is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they started to get into it in college and, and stuff like that. Well, the cool thing about that is that when the CDs sort of started popping up around the late 80s early 90s it was a whole new boom in popularity for yeah. kids yeah. because also they were getting a different um, you were getting the mono recordings not the stereo mm-hmm. recordings mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, were yeah. different so people were like there was an actual Beatle craze which led to the anthology and people yeah, I love the anthology. being reacquainted with that yeah, stuff yeah 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 I remember why, I remember when the anthology was on TV because yeah. first it was on TV yeah yeah that was great and we taped it off TV and <laughs> Ever watching that? Um, while we're while we're talking about the CDs and like this new wave of popularity that they had, we have uh, this track that you sent me that was the intro track um, yeah, from exciting. the CD. And you said specifically you have a, a like a a real poignant memory about the intro. Yeah, because um, I I like this is from the John Lennon CD that I was talking about, and uh, I always thought I remember the intro vividly. I always thought it was funny, and I think now that I listen to it, I love it because it's capturing Lennon like mid um, working on something and like talking to his sound engineer or whoever. And the way he's talking reminds me of like myself. He's very tangential. He's very not articulate. He's very just mm-hmm. like, we're doing this. Oh, well, you know, so it's, I, I like the realism of it. I, I like that, you know, when, well, not just with, with him, but like, you know, when you hear outtakes or behind the scenes stuff of everybody, it's yeah, like it's, the organicness of it. It's the real, the real person behind but it. But his are a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, oh, his are a lot of fun. A and even his people sound fun, you know, yeah. like so. Let's, uh, let's take a, a quick yeah. listen to this. It's been so. We'll have to. I'll have to say alone. <laughs> yeah, I do. Somewhat. Yeah, but then I don't. Yeah, but then I have to go. Well, alone. Then I have to start saying. Well, it's been so long. It's like that, you see. Well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Okay, let's just try it, okay? We're rolling. All right. 
Okay. Nice. I think it's so, because what I love, I think as an adult, and this is, I think, why I still love the Beatles and still love Lennon, because as a kid, I'd watch them and just be entertained. Even when we were talking about, like, Let It Be earlier, you know, getting in getting in fights or getting in, you know, creative, all these egos Sitting together. Sitting around, miserable, yeah, but I, they have nice sweaters. <laughs> but now, now, that I'm do, now that I do comedy, I realize, oh, my God, like, all this stuff is so relevant in terms of like how not just not saying like negatively more just like when you're in, when you're in a environment where you're close to certain people and then you're working with them so much there's all these egos there's all these you know but and they're all four men i mean it's funny even when there's different genders involved with stand-up too because then it's mm-hmm. like you got a whole other issue or age or whatever so as i've grown up and as i've started to do stand-up more i'm like all this makes so much sense to me now and even even something like this how you know they're, those three guys are trying to tell him one thing. He's clearly not listening to what they're saying. There's like eight different conversations going on at, at mm-hmm. once in this, you know, take. They're like, no, you just did it. And he's like, eh, nah, I don't know what I'm doing. But I love, I mean, specifically, uh, I, I love that you, like, loved and honed into people in their most... Um, raw and authentic yeah. moments like yeah. w- what is it like when you when you when you take off the the headset at the end of the day and like what do you what does it really sound like and yeah. i think that comedians are more interested in that mm-hmm. than most other groups of people oh yeah that was always my i mean honestly like because when i was a little kid like music was really what i wanted to do like that was the first big like ambition mm-hmm. i had and uh we would all of it was i love the whole behind the scenes aspect of like and it was usually lennon had on this i think it was on this like imagine tape or whatever you know there was like footage of him like in the studio or whatever so when I was a little kid I remember I would I would uh try to set up on our um this is again on Long Island where when mm-hmm. I was a, really little uh on in our in our um like our dining room and then off to the side so on like the sort of like radiator thing um it was like a, one of those long you know like radiators and it had like the piece of like wood over yeah, it yeah, so you yeah. could like put stuff on it you know and uh so what I used to do is I used to set up I had this um I had like a a white uh, like uh, I think it was Fisher Price one of those like pianos yep, that yep. like you know and it basically you got the idea and I think like the notes were labeled and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I had that and then I had my um, I had the uh, the Fisher Price uh, tape recorder that came with a microphone uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, so that was cool so I'd put on the headphones much like I have now yep. <laughs> and I would try to emulate so I would have the headphones I'd sit at the piano I'd listen to a tape of probably some of these songs you know and I, was like, and I would you know it was my Play whole along. thing that I would try to do yeah and and you know that was like a big thing so I guess I yeah I really did like the behind the scenes aspect of it I guess I really liked seeing the process of how something comes together you know uh-huh. um, and, and I think also too like the Beatles were very much even like what we we're talking about with let it be they were almost one of the first people or first groups to really show that yeah I feel it was very from even the beginning it seemed like this footage of them doing or even just on like early out things or, as outtakes or whatever as so, opposed to just like the polished the finished yeah, yeah but there, yeah. You, you see them like deep in the psychosis of repeating something over <laughs> until they get it right like but yeah but the let it be thing is hysterical like yeah. you played the rooftop thing because that really is i feel like i almost feel like all comics should uh watch that just to like like not even whether you dislike the beatles or like the beatles or not i think it would be fun to get a group of comics to just watch that because yeah. i think you'd relate so much to like you know when you work with people and then you're kind of Maybe like, you know, you're, this person's getting on your nerves or your life, there's other life scenarios going on. Like at one it's point, a push it's a sketch pull. team. It's yeah. a like yeah, my, my exactly. sketch team, I feel like that sometimes. Like when... at one point Lennon says, and my mom always makes this reference too. And I think like I've, as I've gotten older too in like intimate relationships, I realize this is very true too. At one point Lennon goes, he's talking about a uh, let it be. And he's like, uh, 
He's like, you know, we were all we had, so we'd get mad at each other. So we'd say things like, it's because you got the tambourine wrong that my life is miserable. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, so it's like those little yeah. things. that it, This isn't why your life is miserable, but at the moment, you're like, Rango. That's what yeah. I have. Yeah. To yeah. And, there's, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot in the songs, if you're like aware of it, that hints at things like, like uh, Obla Di Blah Da, like yeah. the opening piano, like dun 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 yeah. He does, that's John doing it out of frustration because they've been working on it for hours and they never knew how to attack it. And he's that like, oh I God didn't know. damn it, it's this. That da, 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 I didn't da, da. know, that's awesome. Yeah, And then that's they cool. go right into it. Like, cool, cool, cool. But it's, it's just because, yeah. and we're familiar with them fighting and, and just being human beings. Yeah, we're trying to make exactly. something really good. Yeah, because it's like an intimate, yeah. I mean, the but four they, of them, it's like a four-way, like Ringo would say, it's like a four-way yeah. marriage almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but they were, doing, they were doing that, like uh, getting it out all on the table before it was... Uh, before it was a thing that people yeah, did, you know, sure. exposing that that yeah. dark underbelly. Yeah. Um, so, so okay, you you talked about a lot of uh, instances in which you were pissed off. Were there ever moments when these the like the Beatles or these things that you held really dear to you um, cultivated friendships that you had or relationships that you had, or what, or for the most part, were you sort of like standing alone? No, no. Um, I think. Well, actually, see, this is what was funny about me as a kid. Maybe this is what I mean about being more. Um, outgoing or or uh, uh like leadership um i was able to convince certain people who didn't really who didn't know about this stuff to kind of like come on board with that's me that's awesome and I, like i remember i had, I had a friend uh janine tomasulo we were good friends and <laughs> my friends are on facebook now and she's like oh it's cool you do comedy we've, we've been in touch i remember her she was one of the ones i like forced to be not forced but i was like hey you know and she kind of seemed vaguely interested so i was like okay cool and we would like you know we talk all about the beagles like, oh this song's kind of cool or you know um and yeah. then in terms of uh so that was one thing i remember another thing was like when i got into the three stooges in third grade uh-huh. i would like convince friends on the playground like we're like oh we're gonna we're gonna play three stooges now and like you're gonna be this and you're gonna be that and like not that we, we didn't hit each no, other you're a campaigner but yeah yeah but i was so it's funny because now i wish and it, some of it too relates again like some of it was with like boys you know mm. and i'm almost like man if i could just get guys to do what i want that much now man i'd be I'd i know be but jamming. that's always there's there's one part of the pie chart that doesn't want to uh go along with it you know and yeah, if I you're know. feeling like really confident in one area you probably have a lack in the other area right, you're like right, right. you know my sat verbal score was very high but the math not oh, so yeah. much yeah me too you know? yeah, yeah for sure oh yeah it's just funny like when i think about how i would you know almost like just I don't know. I'd be like, well, I, yeah, I like this. So wanna, and not that like you know you have to, but just kind of hey, this is fun. Have fun with me, you know. Yeah, um, but it's hard to do that about your own self. It's like, hi, I'm oh, a pretty and fun person. Don't yeah, you want to yeah, go out with for me? Sure, not for very sure. good at that. It is. It is. <laughs> the uh, the other thing though too is like, see, I had, I think I've always been good in that I've had enough. I like some old school stuff, but I've I've also had a, enough contemporary references. Where like I was really into wrestling as a kid too. I was a tomboy, oh, so that man. was fine. The two of you need to talk about yeah. a lot of so things. So that was fine. So like we, you know, I'd get in fights with people about whether the Undertaker, you know, because I'm a big Undertaker fan, and oh Shawn Michaels, all this, but we still bonded because we all liked it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or like the Power Rangers. I remember uh, Jimmy DeMeo, <laughs> who was another kid that I uh, I had like a crush on him too. Um, he got me into the Power Rangers, and I remember really liking the Power Rangers a lot too. So you know, I had enough contemporary stuff to talk about as right. well as to to sort of mitigate some of this. Uh, oh, you know. Hey, the Beatles. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's plenty. Like, I, I always had X Men with everyone to yeah. offset all the weird stuff that no one was talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Because we all, that's the thing. I was just interested, I think, and it sounds like you too, and, and probably you as well. It's like, I was just always interested in whatever I was interested in. There was never any rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. There still isn't at all. You know, I mean, and, and, and again, like I say, I was a tomboy as a kid, but also, I mean, I was also into some girly stuff. So like, we have a Christmas where I get 
a WWF wrestling ring and then I get two Barbie dolls. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm in, you know, it's like, I wasn't not interested. It's just, I wasn't going to be forced to be interested. Right, because, because society hadn't told you this is appropriate for girls and yeah. this is appropriate and also, for boys. And also, you know, uh, good on my parents because they never were like, well, in fact, actually my Nana on my dad's side, mm-hmm. this is a story we always love to tell. She, uh, my parents were big, uh, my family in general, like Yankee fans, but we're the kind of Yankee fans who, like, if the Mets are doing well, we're like good for them. And, yeah, you know, we we'll support. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's New York, you know. Um, but uh, but I remember, um, or I don't remember, but I when I was a really little kid, I guess I was like one, like I was a baby. I have a picture of this too, maybe I should. Uh, my nana and my uncle Rob, my godfather, um, went and they bought me this um, like a little pinstripe Yankee uh, like outfit, like yeah. for a baby, right? And you see the pictures, I'm like stuffed into it. Like it's kind of, you know. But uh, but anyway, apparently the big story my nan always liked to tell is that, and this is a woman who was born in 1919, mind you. So like she was, you know, not, she, you know, she was pretty progressive for yeah. her time. Um, apparently they're checking out, I think it was at like A&S or Macy's or wherever they were. And uh, apparently the lady goes, because uh, they were talking about, like, oh, we're getting it for our, my, I'm getting it for my granddaughter, you know, his, his niece. And uh, the lady was like, oh, I would, I would never think of getting something like this for my granddaughter or whatever. And basically, not in so many words, like, my nana was like, hey, go fuck yourself. Like, she, she, she didn't say that, but, but she didn't say that. But when I asked my uncle, you know, yeah. to kind of recap, she, he's like, yeah, that's basically, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I remember she loved telling that story, too, because she was like, oh, you know, and they didn't think. And I was like, no, but why not? You know, so, yeah. Were you the, you the only uh, person in your family who's a comedian, professionally? Yeah, 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 professionally. Because it, yeah. it kind of, I mean, it kind of sounds like they They're all, all funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, I say that all the time. I mean, one of the things I'm really grateful for, I, I mean, my Italian grandma, I think, could have been, like, the first comedian in the family because she was hysterical. Um, but all of them on both sides of the family are all funny. Yeah. You know I mean? and, and I grew up, like, in an environment where, like, being funny was encouraged. You know what I mean? It, it was, like, uh, that seemed like, hey, this is, this is, like, a good thing. You know what I mean? And, and everybody had their own kind of... Um, we all, you know, they they seem to like appreciate the the good, uh, you know, people who did comedy and you know, like Mel Brooks, Three Stooges, or classic stuff, or and even seeing the comedy in the Beatles too, like uh, you know, um, but uh, but also were very funny, you know, themselves too, and also yeah. like all in different in different ways. I feel like too. That's you know? so great. I feel. I mean, whenever I go home now, because um, my family's from Connecticut mm-hmm. and they're all. Uh, very like stereotypical like New York area neurotic Jews <laughs> and whenever I go home and I'm back in my own context I don't feel funny because I just feel like I talk like all the rest of them you know oh, I but see. then when you take me and you put me in another context and I start ranting the same way I would to my family uh, and people start laughing right. at me, which is why I, I didn't want to be a comedian in the first place but it just turns out that when you're a very specific kind of person yeah. people find it funny sure so it kind of sounds like you come from a whole family of people who like sound like you and talk like you and i mean not I just just the general sensibility is yeah. that like there's humor in life I exactly think that's, you know? that's very chacovian do you ever <laughs> feel like you're a the spokesperson for your family's uh point of view or sensibility i'm very instances? i gotta say i i am very um proud of i'm very like I do feel like my family is better than your family. Not not you, but you know what I mean. Like, kind of like, you know what I mean. Like, Anybody like, else's yeah. family. No, but meaning like in terms of like that that element of the having humor and having talent and having a cool way of looking at yeah, the world. Yeah. That in that regard, not in other regards, maybe not some. You know. Yeah. But but like uh, I feel like yeah, you know the cobs are funny and the Mastroserios, the blend they were funny, you know. And so it just and also to me that lends itself to them being intelligent too i felt you know of i don't course. feel anybody in my family stupid you know yeah. what I mean? we're all intelligent different ways yeah um you know but uh and it's funny though because like 
what you're saying that like you think it's just kind of the natural way you are, but then yeah. other people find it funny. Like my mom is in that way where she doesn't, I don't think, realize how funny she or is. Or has just started to realize. And I'll be like, will you just do stand up already? Because yeah. I'm like, you could get famous and then we could all be rich. Like, I could, <laughs> And my mom's like, I really don't think that's how it's going to happen. I'm like, well, you don't know. Go to an open mic, you know, um, because she's so funny. I and think I, you and your mom should start your own podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be good. I mean, she she's very funny she I've sort of started to convince her maybe storytelling you could try because you don't have to necessarily get laugh. you know you can kind of blend you know yeah um but I but I really would love for her to try stand up what's her name Anne Anne, Anne yeah. Cobb Anne Cobb yeah. yeah everybody loves her too it's like as, as well they should but like you know <laughs> meaning I I like I, I tell her and she laughs she's like oh why you know I'm like I told people you remember you came to the first yeah. show I did at yeah, QED yeah, yeah. and my mom was there yeah right and and I was like, I told people you were coming, so the more so people want to come. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. Like, they want to meet you. You're cool. Like, you know. Um, and uh, and you even remember, I was trying to get her to like go up and yeah, tell the yeah, story. Yeah. And she's like, no. I'm like, here's some wine. You know. But uh, that's what she always said. She's like, to, in order to get on stage, it would need a lot of wine. Well, listen, I think you should do it because Tignataro. I think it was Tignataro did that really successfully recently. Um, I don't remember if it was her mom. Somebody's mom came up on stage. Uh, and that's cool. And because uh, she, she had she had this joke to tell, and she was laughing so hard that she couldn't get it out. No, every single time <laughs> right. she told yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and the crowd like went crazy for her. So I think Ann Cobb has that in her. Oh future. yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, and the funny thing is, like, I mean, my dad would probably, and my dad's funny too. He would, I think, he would take a little less persuasion. Like, I think he'd be willing to. I mean, when my parents met, my dad was like singing I Can't Get No Satisfaction at the OBI in, in Long Island because <laughs> after the band played, they would kind of just let it be like a free-for-all, I guess. Right, right. You know? So, you know, so he definitely has a little bit of that in him where he's willing to, you know, kind of... Get maybe, some stage yeah, time. Yeah, he'd be, I think, willing to do it a little easier. And, and he'd probably be good at it. He's funny, too. Um, but yeah, I. but my mom, specifically, there's a lot that I'm like, eh, go do stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Well, she'll see your success and she'll be like, I want some of that. Yeah, man, maybe. go be funny. Um, well, let me, uh, let me give you a little, send you off with a little present. Ooh. Um, it's not exciting. Uh, so we, we give everybody presents. It's really just ephemera that comes from my past, from my house. That oh my God, is, it, it's junk. Um, no, that's cool. But um, this junk is actually was a gift from my friend Danielle. Um, and it's, it's a Savage Garden CD. That so is not junk. I anticipate oh, that, Savage Garden, yeah. that you will use this as a coaster or whatever else you'd like to use it for. But oh, it's the opposite of the Beatles. Thank you. No, I like, uh, see, this is what I'm saying. I have very eclectic taste. I got, I totally have, uh, what is it? I know I love you before I met you and I truly madly deeply. I got, oh, I got good. that on my app. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, oh, yeah. good, I got good. all sorts of stuff, yeah. Well, enjoy it. Put it Thank on your you. wall. Do you have anything, uh, any, any uh, shows you want to plug right now? No, <laughs> I should, oh, in terms of what I want to plug, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to... Well, like, uh, longer view. I think this is going to come out next week. Next week? Okay. Um, no, 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 You no, don't no. have to. You no, no just... I do. I do. You should have something. Well, I have the show I do at QED, um, yeah. the, the stand-up and storytelling show called My First Time that's monthly now. Which I um, will be doing the Yeah, next one. you'll be doing There we go. So we should plug the shit out of this. Yeah. No, it, uh, <laughs> Wednesday, February 17th. Um, at 9? 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. QED. Um, and, you know, I mean, tonight I'm at Broadway and New York Comedy Club. Broadway, I'm usually there, like, once a week. Um... Uh, da, 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 da. And I have, 
What's your Twitter feed? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let yeah. me let me say this. Okay, because I'm I'm blanking at the moment in terms of my my memory. Um, I could probably tell you. I could tell you, like you know, you have a million shows that you're doing. I could tell you the order of the John Lennon CD and the track listing. <laughs> I think Mind Games was number three. No, but uh, no, but anyway. Um, so no, this would be easier. Yes, on my on my uh, I have on my um, on my Facebook and on my Twitter and all that. So my uh, my Twitter is at Angela Cobb C O B B, and my Instagram is Angela Cobb Comedy. Uh, and uh, my Facebook like fan page is uh, Angela Cobb Comedy as well. So I always post on there, you know, where I'll be and kind of upcoming awesome. shows and things like that. So that'll be easier for everybody to. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for coming and sharing thank with you. us, thank Angela. You. Thank you for having me. This is really me. fun. I feel like we could have a whole discussion about uh, about Beatles, like an offshoot podcast about the Beatles. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks. And uh, for you listeners, have a delightful Sunday. The week ahead is not going to be as shitty as you as you anticipate. Just listen to an old CD. Yes. And uh, tweet us at... At the, the underscore bitch underscore seat. You can also find information at Lissa Mandel slash the dash bitch dash, dash seat. And also thebitchseatpodcast.com. Is a website that exists now. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. It's the future. Yes. Send us, send us your uh, sign off suggestions. Yeah, we need a tagline, guys. We need a tagline. Yeah, right now we have that's some crunchy chicken. <laughs> That's some crunchy chicken, guys. No, I just want chicken. Right. My name's Taylor. My name's Sarah. And we like to talk about uncomfortable, unchartered, and unwanted social interactions. Mainly between men and women. And we like to do it with a man in the room. And we like to have a woman start off by telling a story. This is starting to sound like a weird sexual thing, but it's really just a podcast. Called Did That Just Happen? And it's hosted by us. Taylor and Sarah. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey.